HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by New York Wines, reminding you to eat and drink local this Thanksgiving. For more information, visit newyorkwines.org. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. What's going on, Southern? Not too much, buddy. Um, just been running around doing the thing we do. Yep. Making drinks for people. How, how was your bar this week? Uh, you know, people. Are, it, it seem it seems that the folks are really in the mood for stiff cocktails. So I've been very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what made that change out there in America, but uh, stiff cocktails are on the menu. Yeah, we had record sales this weekend, and Same. we did very little food sales. Same. Well, yeah. I don't do food sales. But right. Yes. Record record <laughs> sales. Wow. So, huzzah! I think there's probably a lot of people with uh, pretty, like you know, several day hangovers. Which is why it's a good thing we have our guest in today. Yes. <laughs> Where we can talk about getting over those. Uh, um, Want to yeah. introduce our guest, Southern? Sure. Uh, today we have uh, uh, from Everyman Espresso, Sam Penix. Welcome, Welcome to the show. Sam. Thank you. How was your week? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. I also have been just drinking every single day straight, pretty much. <laughs> oh, well, I've been doing that since the 80s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Usually I give myself a break in between. No. Um, not, not lately. No. Not this week. Yeah, have you have the, have the tired and haggard been coming into the coffee shop in the mornings? Oh yeah, I'm tired and haggard myself. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the day before uh, on voting day, everybody's energy was really high. It was super positive and really exciting. It was a good day to be behind the bar. Yeah. Um, and uh, as we all know, that changed as it got darker. <laughs> and the next morning, uh, it was just like a trickle of uh, the downtrodden <laughs> and yeah, sad and weathered folks um, trying to uh, come into their safe space. I suppose just wanting to see uh, other folks that they care about, which is the great thing about working in coffee and probably you, you know, in bars as well. Well, I think that's going to be a big topic of what we talk about today is the Absolutely. similarities between what you do and what we do. Great. Even that you just mentioned that, you know, you're behind the bar. 
um, you know, you're behind a, a coffee bar. Um, one of the best in the country. Yeah, thank you. Who, who, they say so. Yeah, who's they? Tell us, <laughs> talk to me about that. You know, I mean, uh, our first uh, our first major press came from the New York Times. Uh, heard of that? You heard about okay. them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were on the cover of the uh, the dining section in one of the biggest articles about uh, to come out about coffee and good coffee, um, and it was specifically about good coffee in New York. And uh, I had the privilege of. Uh, my uh, the tattoo that I have on my hand uh, being the blown up picture on the front of the uh, dining section, um, and then uh, beyond that, you know, we 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 are you allowed to describe the tattoo? Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> I coffee cup N Y on your knuckles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, for uh. Well, not for coffee, but uh, there was another article about, um, yeah, how that uh, that image with the I Coffee Cup New York became our logo, and then was um, a point of contention for the uh, New York State Department of Economic Development, which challenged our logo and sent us a cease and desist because of the I Heart NY. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, they're just breaking our hearts, man. (laughs) They're just breaking our hearts. I wonder if they've done that with every other. Like I have, they've done it to a lot of people. Like, I got a lot of emails uh, I have, from local business owners that said, uh, "What do we do about this? It's so ridiculous, uh, you know." And there's nothing you can do. There's really not much. I, yeah, I think you you got to pay to play. I've definitely seen other things that have that stuff. Yeah, so. like the band Ween has one that has their like Boognish logo. It's like I, you know, the little spiky haired guy. Oh, I saw the. The Jägermeister has the I Stag's Head NY. Like, I don't know. They probably yeah. pay for that. For exactly. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. It seems ludicrous that they come after the little guy. And also that they try and co opt an entire. That's basically a phrase. That's how people talk now. Well, if Emojis are how people speak. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if they're the New York State Department of Economic Development. Shouldn't uh, they want you to develop economically? Didn't they want <laughs> me to do well. Yeah. But. Uh, Anyway, right, that's passed. That. Yes, enough yep, about that. That has passed. Uh, but you know, we, you, didn't I, am I wrong? Didn't someone like Sprudge say that you were the best espresso in, in America? Well, Sprudge Sprudge dot com is uh, a big fan of us, but uh, the that came from uh, the Daily Meal, oh, okay, uh, right. which awards um, best coffee shop in America each year, and we uh, we were lucky enough to be named that. Among that, uh, you know, I, I was uh, thirty under thirty for Zagat. Um, like you squeaked in though, right? Squeaked in, like, <laughs> like it was your birthday like, the next day. Yeah, like like <laughs> a week before my thirtieth birthday. I wrote them. I was like, "Listen, uh, you're gonna have to do this now or never." Right. And then they were like, "Sure, you're. Oh, congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> that was that all I had to do? Mm. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Push it. Um, that's amazing. Uh, best coffee shop in America, and you said you said you're honored to be in there. I, I, that's that's a lot of work you got to do. Like you don't, yeah. have, you don't have to be honored; just be proud. That's great. I am proud too. Yeah, yeah of course. I think there's a lot of good. You may feel this way about you know cocktails and bars. Uh, there's a lot of people doing really good work that also inspire me as well. So um, you know, I feel like I'm amongst a group of uh, really outstanding professionals, and I'm proud to be in that group. Yeah. Well, you tie yourself in pretty closely with the cocktail world as well. Mainly, I think it starts with you're your just an enthusiast, right? You like to drink yeah, cocktails. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to learn. You know, I I, uh, I want to – I think there's a lot of crossover, and I want to 
learn more about uh, service and, and cocktails and how that relates to what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think you mentioned it already, like, that people come to your bar for, like, that camaraderie, those familiar faces, it's yeah. a, and it's a daily event for them. Yeah, yeah, and definitely in a city like New York where those spaces, they feel uh, ever far and in between, you know, and uh, creating that space for people in a neighborhood, you know, it, what we do becomes the nucleus of the neighborhood. And you can get to know your neighbors and uh, feel like you just aren't adrift. It's a it's an anchor for, for right. A lot you're of building people. community, yeah. which I think is a huge part of what Damon and I do. Uh, do you yeah, agree man, with that? For sure. Yeah. Um, so, all right, you're doing that kind of stuff, uh, and you have two shops, two shops, and another baby on the way. Yeah. Yeah. When, so, <laughs> where are the first two, and then when is when and where is the next one? Sure. Uh, the first shop uh, opened nine years ago. And Flagship. It's, flagship opened nine years ago it's on 13th street in between third and fourth avenue uh and we share that with an off-broadway theater company called the classic stage company um it's near union square uh our number two uh we opened in soho on west broadway in between grand and canal right across from the uh, soho grand hotel pretty recent how, how long is that one that was been? four years ago oh wow i oh, know Time flies. Yeah. Hopefully, four years will move really quickly time for us now. Time flies too. when you're all cranked up on caffeine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the third shop is set to open in, uh, give or take a couple months, in uh, Park Slope on Fifth Avenue in DeGraw. Oh, breaking out of Manhattan. Yeah. In so right where I live. Oh, yeah, cool. right? You can be, you can be a Come regular over down. there. You can get some, uh, some decaf. Well, you don't drink coffee at all, do you? I don't. I drink tea. Well, well, we'll have some tea for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> I used you to. Also I serve beer. Does you serve beer there? We, we serve beer at the, oh, that's there. the 13th that's Street. At the 13th Street shop. <laughs> what, what, oh, okay. Only at that one. What time you open? <laughs> that's why I go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I used to drink a lot of coffee. Like, a right. lot. You had to... And then I had to pull back on it because I just... I think I, it, it did something to my brain. I mean, I love it, but... <laughs> Altered your DNA. I was, I was like, well, you know, I think I could either, like, I could do, like, alcohol or... Caffeine, but I don't think I could do both at the same time. Ru- ruined your adrenal glands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a no, shot. But you know, thinking about like, I I feel like I've told this story a thousand times, but and I probably have. But uh, when we first opened Prime Meats in Carroll Gardens in 2008, um, all the servers and all the bartenders were cross trained to make coffee. I recall that. And uh, yeah, and uh, it was cool. Uh, but one afternoon. You know, we opened at 7 o'clock in the morning and closed at 2 a.m. And uh, so the barista would be there in the morning, and they were cross-trained to make some of the house cocktails, too, you know. And that was really cool. Although one day, uh, a customer comes in around 3 o'clock. The barista had already left for the day. And they kind of scumbagged me, by the way, because um, they left without refilling the hopper or restocking, like, Boo. Like I know it was bad. <laughs> Every single thing uh, was missing. Side work, man. <laughs> yeah, and I and it was like three o'clock. The bar's full of people who are wanting to drink cocktails, and I'm out there solo. But you know, I've been trained to make a, a beautiful rosette on top of a latte, and this person wanted one to go, and I was like, absolutely, I could do that. Went through all the the motions. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of steps involved with making a cup of coffee to go. Oh, I know. Finding the lid, the sleeve, the sugar packets, the stir, like all this. So. Uh, and that's just like the the packaging side of it, you know. It's like running down all these different things you need to prepare it. 
then I put the put the coffee down and you know on a beautiful antique like check presenter their check for 350 or whatever i literally got nickel and dimed and they'd shorted me by 25 cents it was all it was just like it was like ashy change from their their ashtray in their car they just grabbed a handful <laughs> didn't count it and just threw it down and i was like man that sucks it's like one of these days yeah. this is going to change and i think it has you know because i think we're trying well i mean we're i think trying. there was such a for such a long time baristas were very standoffish and kind of cold um well, you and I talk about Bitter. this all the time. Yeah, nice. You and I talk about Sleepy. this all the time with the with the, with the with the bartending set. Yeah, like there's. A, I'm not saying it a, that it's exclusive to baristas, it, right? But is it a thing? Because this is what we talk about all the time. I'm not saying the exclusive exclusivity. What we've spoken about before is it was kind of a phase we had to go through to get to where we are. Is it the same for you guys? Did Absolutely. You, did you have to be a bunch of dicks for a while to fucking get people to listen to you, and then now you can be cool? Well, you know. I mean, you've been, that's at, one, you, that's you've been one, at this for a while. If the shop's been yeah. open for eight years, you didn't open the shop on day one. You you were a barista for some time right, before, right? Right, absolutely. Um, so did you have to go through this phase of like, I mean, I, I think, know more than you, stop drinking one Valdez or whatever? Well, I like to think of it as a phase that I went through when I was immature and I didn't understand uh, like the, the impact that I had on, on uh, you know, on the industry as a whole. and and Or just even allow- on someone's day. Right, and you you can't allow the struggles that you go through in building this uh, industry to translate to bad hospitality. It it really undermines the effort. Um, you know, yeah, it doesn't feel good, like you explained in your little story about um, that morning. But um, and it doesn't feel good to to come into a lot of those interactions with people and do your best and and feel that they don't get it or they don't appreciate it um but that doesn't that really shouldn't stop you from doing good work on oh, the yeah. hospitality I, side I, after that i based an entire training program uh off of an old cocktail book for yeah. the baristas and it was all about hospitality you got the technical like the thing is you can teach the technical aspects of baking like a cocktail or you have to teach the rest too to a monkey yeah. i can yeah. teach all that to a monkey i'm trying i've got i got a monkey now <laughs> trying to teach it. yeah i feel like yeah hospitality is the thing that's what we sell i, yeah. I I'm, I'm quoted on saying that a million times absolutely like we sell hospitality yeah. drinks come free with that so yeah and it doesn't yeah. taste very good when you get a you get a rude attitude with a delicious drink it doesn't matter it undermines the entire experience experience yeah that's and, the word. and we train uh and you got we less... train against that uh, or, or or for that right. reason too and um i think that's what uh we've been noted at um at being really good at that, and uh, it's translated over the years. Like I, it, it it didn't take long for me to fall in love with my customers and to recognize that it was my duty to serve. To get over the idea of, you know, somebody. The world doesn't owe you anything. It doesn't, and yeah. you. And if you've chosen, if you've chosen this um, profession, you are in service to those people and that's not that doesn't undermine you it's not class uh, warfare it's uh it's an honor and a privilege to serve the people of your neighborhood and to bring them together and uh you know we we have done that and we see that it is appreciated and we get we get pressed for that we get um you know, lauded as as a place where you can go to and you can you can fit in even if you don't fit in anywhere else. And no one's going to give you a hard time if you don't understand 
the menu or the drink that you want. That's our job. Our, it's not your job to make yes, coffee. Yes, I say this all the time. It's not your job to make coffee or to know everything about it or right. or even to know you know any of the steps. It's it's our that's, job. That's the staff's job. Yeah. yeah, and it's our job to get you comfortable with the product and feel good about the space. I also think it's important to note. At least in my, my vision of how things go at the coffee shop, you do very many of the same things that we do as far as customer interaction goes. And you have a sm- tremendously smaller window of time to do it. Because mm-hmm. people are usually just in there, like you said, grabbing that to-go coffee, I'm on my way mm-hmm. to work, what have you. I'm having one and done no matter what. Like, you know, it's been said to me before, like, you can have two, three, four too many drinks and still have a great time. One too many coffees is a bad time. Right, exactly. Right. So people don't stick around. It's not like a session. We get a very smaller window of them to make that impression. Right, and and you still do it with graciousness and style. And yeah, and it's 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 a balance between um, getting you the thing that you want very quickly and efficiently, and not making that seem like the interaction is rushed and we just want you out the door. Um, but to also honor the ten or fifteen. People Guys in line behind, line behind you, yeah. you, and to show that we're we're working fast to serve you rather than fast to turn. There's no table turning, you know. It's yeah. it's it's about just uh, trying to make everyone happy and and get them in and out at, because they they're there to start their day. Yeah. You know, they're there to move on, right? For the most part. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on what time of day, really. Too. Absolutely. I think that in the morning, it's like people are getting going and getting out the door. But, you know, then you get the people who hang out in the early afternoon. They're just, like, there to chill out. Sure. Um, so I guess, you know, it's it, there's so many crossovers with the bar, man. I mean, like, there's, <laughs> there's some people who come in. Like, it's almost like the complete opposite. You get the people in the afternoon still that want to come in and chill. And then you get those people coming right at the end of the night, and all they want to do is do a bunch of shots and then get the hell out. Yeah. Or, or stay after hours. Yeah, it's almost flipped, night. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have... It's the same people. You just get them early, we get them late. <laughs> yeah. somewhere, in the, somewhere in the middle, they do laundry, I guess. I'm the beginning <laughs> and you're the end. <laughs> so speaking of, uh, of like, we kind of touched on it a little bit before about, like, being our job to know what we're serving and, and you know, not necessarily customers. Do you do any kind of, like, can you share with us any kind of, like, training programs that you do with your staff or, or even, like, cuppings that you do with customers, like, that are open? Sure, yeah. We uh, we work with a roaster called Counterculture Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of because we have such a great close relationship for them and they want to see their uh, product uh, delivered well, uh, they have a great training facility and a, and a host of... Um, they have a whole curriculum dedicated to uh, where the product comes from and various methods uh, that you know to produce to produce a cup of coffee and and how to execute that. And um, we really we take um, we really take advantage of of their curriculum, but we also uh, think it's really important to have our own so it's a combination um we use their facilities they they have a big um training center on broom street i've been there it's pretty impressive yeah it's really nice and they have several uh stations of espresso machines and they also have um uh they also have like a a a training lab specifically for barista competitors to use uh when that season comes around and uh we we train when somebody new comes in we, we you know we want to train them on hospitality and we want to show them what makes every man different from you know the turn and burn uh 
dingy coffee shops of yore. And uh, I would say, yeah, the number one thing is really investing in them and taking time to um, let them soak it up because they want to learn and they want to do a good job. Uh, I think everyone that comes to us uh, that that wants to work with us knows a, a little bit about who we are and they think, wow, you know, that that's, that's the kind of company I want to work for. I don't want to just make coffee and, and, wanna, and collect this, a check. I want to be on a team that cares. Yeah, I want to I yeah. work for that. the difference that. between craft cocktails and working at a dive bar. I get it. There's longevity. If you care, then there's no limit to the longevity of, of your career yeah. in that field. You know? Yeah, and we, I also in think of us as a platform for that. Like, we're the stepping stone um, for coffee professionals to learn, work with the product, work with customers, develop that understanding, and then, you know, maybe in a, in a couple of years or a few years, if we, you know, if we don't have a, a, one of those manager positions available, they're, they're going to go in back into the coffee community and take a job with a roaster or, you know, become a green coffee buyer or become a roaster of coffee um, or who knows, you know. So I think it's important to look at it that way, too, so that as an industry we can develop professionals that Absolutely. make everything better. Yeah, and then continue to sort of seed the field and make these kind of things continue to pop up and become a thing. Um, Absolutely. That's amazing. You mentioned that there's a space for you to, or for anyone, I guess, to go and do a barista competition practicing over at, at the countercultural countercultural facility. Yeah. Um, you have been in those competitions before. How'd you Correct. do? <laughs> How'd you do? Oh, I did pretty good. Um, <laughs> I did pretty good. Uh, a long time ago, it's been a while, it's been a quite a few years now since I competed, uh, but I I've stayed in touch with that uh, community because I think it's it has value in our industry, and uh, I've I've been a a judge. I'm a certified USBC judge. Um, I've judged at the regional level, the national level, and I also have donated my time and efforts to the support of competitors that compete for my company. Yeah, um, several, right? Well, yeah, I know at least several. two that I can think of. Yeah. Do you get to wear, like, jerseys with your logo on them? I want to <laughs> get everyman tracksuits. I think that would be dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I had the chance to, uh, a good friend of mine, Aaron McCarthy, uh, he was the national champion for the Brewers Cup, which is specifically about filter coffee, so drip coffee, um, manual drip coffee. Um, and just to explain a little bit about that competition, because yeah, it, it's like this is some pretty technical stuff. Yeah, basically, you're you're. In, like I got a Mister Coffee at home. That's about as far as it goes. <laughs> you're making ma- three manual brews. Um, there's a time limit. Uh, I think it's like ten minutes. You're making three manual brews for three judges and you're presenting uh the coffee you're, you're telling them a little bit about its backstory but everything has to relate all the processing and information really needs to relate back to its flavor and then you need to deliver that those tasting notes um when served and uh you know i got i got the chance to be on the u.s team that uh went to the world competitions for the the Brewers Cup, uh, uh, he actually he works for Counterculture still, um, Aaron McCarthy, and he won the uh, the world competition. So I'm very proud to say that um, I was able to work on the team that made the best coffee uh, in the world. That's amazing. Whoa. <laughs> 
But on our side, we have Sam Lewinton, who uh, several times won his region, uh, the Northeast um, Regional Champion, uh, and then went on to take home three fourth place uh, yes, trophies in the nationals. He's awesome. Three times in the nationals, fourth place. Consistency. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just right, right on target every time. Boom, boom. I boom. mean, it's tough. It's tough not. It's tough to walk away and not they win because obviously it. that's the goal. Yeah, they live streamed it last time, or maybe both two times ago. Yeah. But I definitely saw one. That 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 is pretty intense shit. Like, I've been in a lot of cocktail competitions yeah. that, and they're not as. I was in world class. I got fourth place in in world class. <laughs> Which I don't think was as hard as what he did. Yeah, you <laughs> and also have, the training you, that he does. He you, eats, have, he, you have to train for months, uh, and you have to develop a, a routine that centers around the coffee, and and you need to serve in in the um, barista competition, which is different from the Brewers mm-hmm. Cup, um, but is on the same circuit and ran ran by the same people and happens at the same time. Uh, is a, an espresso based competition with uh, four judges. I mean, it's it's changing now. There's uh, there's a lot of new rules and a lot of things have changed. But um, just to speak to, I guess, what the competition that as it was when he competed, it was for uh, judges that you make f- um, three sets of drinks for in um, 15 minutes. So that's 12 drinks uh, and in 15 minutes, and you have to really sell uh, the the coffee and um, really explain all of the things that go into it from, uh, you know, when it's picked and sorted to processed to roasted to your essentially your recipe or your brew ratio upon delivery. And you have to nail your taste descriptors and it all has to align perfectly. It's really difficult. And, you know, of course, you can't spill anything or make any missteps with the preparation. I mean, it's basically like, and, you know, you have to do something very robotic, but then also add to stylize it that, it, stylize, stylize it, it and, and also add to it that, you know, that uh, sense of hospitality that we've been talking about and really connect with those people. And you only have them for a few moments. Yeah. In the well, most stressful time in your life. Yeah, right. Well, you only have the judges in a few moments, <laughs> but this is true of your every day, right? You've only right, got that guest right. for a few moments, and you've got to win them over every time. Yeah, which is why I really value you, and I really like competition, because, you know, you are training yourself to bring that back to your house, you yep. know? And you're le- you're watching everyone else do it, and you're, you're, you're exchanging ideas, and, uh, and then you get to, at the end of that... Um, bring it back and engage your people. Yeah, that's great. I mean, there's it's so much crossover, right? Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I, I feel well, like I, I've, I beverage. Don't know, I don't know about you, Dan, yeah. but I've definitely hired several baristas to work. Well, yeah, you guys do bars. double buzz over there sometimes. We do that rarely these days, but we just did it for um, Bar Institute for six yeah, cities. Yeah, Amanda. Over yeah, there. Amanda Witt. Six cities. We did it, and then we did it. Uh, the final city was here in New York, and and here in New York, we kind of paired up with you guys over at Every Man. Um. But baristas come to the bar hungry. They already know how to deal with people quickly yeah. right. and do these robotic parts, plus yeah. add their own style and personality. And then all you got to do is give them some mechanics on making cocktails, and then they fly. Yeah, I see it as a good uh, foundation for The problem with hiring baristas behind the bar is that <laughs> they... They get it, and then they, they go off and get another bar job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> They're like, thanks for the training. Bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. 
but yeah, there's a ton of crossover, obviously, and and I think it's it's really cool. Do you and in these competitions, oftentimes you, you guys get to make beverages with coffee, but it's not you don't get to use alcohol. Is that right? No, we don't get to use alcohol. Wah, wah. Um, but we make like we make a signature drink is what it, what that oh, um, sections okay. count uh, called when where you have to take this incredibly difficult product that doesn't really pair with you know that easily with other ingredients. It almost be like trying to make cocktails out of, I don't know, Amaro. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder who does that. You should do that. You should, you should figure never, that out. It'll never work. Yeah. No, no one's going to buy chicken in a yeah. bucket. Yeah, let's forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Pierre. Nice. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, for instance, you were saying, like, the uh, the create the the custom drink what can you give us an, uh, like an example of something like yeah, I, sure I, I got to help uh, what was his name Corey right yeah I, we talked about some stuff that he ended up doing in his signature drink with some orgeat and some bitters and yeah um, I think I can't this was like two years ago his, his drink was a, a tiki style drink that we were focusing on all those like uh, brown sugar flavors that Everybody loves in coffee, and we paired that with some lime, and I think um, maybe some ginger or something like that. Yeah. Um, we have a drink that which are things you wouldn't think would go in a cup of coffee, but then when he made it, it was <laughs> delicious, freaking delicious. And you guys yeah. did that weird pop up in like an antique store or something where you did right. like a tiki. We did a whole host of tiki cocktails cool. at um, all based on coffee. Yeah, at uh, we we called it uh, it was at B- Bikini Bar. It was Every Man at Bikini Bar. And um, yeah, it was it was a lot of different, um, some very some kind of strange with like savory elements, and um, but you know a lot of those like really um, delicious tiki style sweet uh, and tropical drinks. I mean, yeah. it, went, it worked. It worked pretty well. One of my favorite tiki drinks is actually it's it's uh, it's called the Mister Bally High. It's from the Bally High from uh, I think it was like nineteen nineteen sixty um, circa nineteen sixty. But it's um, light and dark Jamaican rum, uh, coffee liqueur, pineapple, lemon juice, simple syrup. But you know, taking out like the coffee liqueur and using actual, actual like nice cold coffee. brew. Yeah, exactly. It's Something it's sharp. amazing. It's an amazing drink. Sounds amazing. There's a lot of like there's. I mean, then you think about like the Irish coffee at the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco, like like the Spanish coffee. Well, yeah, Portland, I mean, those like, are obvious choices. You know, but when we do Double Buzz, it really shocked me endlessly. Uh, the first kind of round of Double Buzz, which, which we did a couple of years ago, I don't, everybody knows I don't drink coffee. I don't drink anything but water and alcohol. But I tasted all these coffees to make these cocktails with. And, and the first one I tasted, I, I said, this coffee tastes like a taco. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> right? It was, you weren't there, but Amanda was. And maybe you remember this coffee that I'm talking about. But it tasted like tomato it had an acidity that tasted like tomato it had an herbal note that tasted like uh, oregano or cilantro i think you're talking about a kenyan coffee yeah because yeah. she said oh that's interesting that you'd say that because last year people called it the like, pizza coffee because it and darwini or something and darwini like that. that was yeah. it crazy name yeah um and then we paired that with tequila and beer and made like a highball and people <laughs> were like who are you gonna put coffee and tequila and beer and then it was the number one seller right like, exactly because it tasted like kind of savory like i'm drinking a like, fucking taco you got to do what you know. You can't listen to. Um, you got to. And when I think you, I'm, I was. You got to subvert expectations. That's I think what I was makes a, things exciting. I think I was a good candidate to do that stuff because I in, unintentionally subverted expectations because I didn't have any. Right. I was like, right. I didn't know coffee could taste. I thought coffee tastes like coffee. Yeah. Well, everybody Especially. thinks that. 
Um, and now also you do, <clears throat> uh, you're on the go. What, tell me about that. What's, yeah, we, um, a couple of years ago, we just decided. You got back from D.C., right? Yeah, we, a couple of years ago, we decided to. Um, Are you making coffee for Trump? Man, <laughs> close. Um, we, <laughs> we decided to uh, start up a new wing of the business um, because I know there's a lot of daytime events uh, out there where uh, maybe somebody would want to hire us to. Um, pop up a little coffee shop inside uh, their their event or whatever they're doing and serve their guests um, because I mean who where are you going to get an espresso machine on the fly right so we came up with this whole concept and built a really beautiful um, bar that's stackable and easy to construct right on the spot with you know with five minutes to go and and um, we bought a, a small GS3 home espresso machine which is like a, a really nice version one group version of um alarmazoko espresso machine yeah, and those things are awesome. it's awesome it's it's basically just like a it, there's no there's really no, we're not losing anything you know we've we were able to really bring what every man does to people um on the fly uh because you know generally at weddings and um events or meetings the coffee that they do have set up it's terrible and sure. it's depressing and so when that's the better it's word. really depressing and pe- they're like oh, i guess i'll have to have some of this you know just to get through it how much, and then how much they, scotch can I they come they they hire us and and their guests um it's a, just another thing like it's so much more exciting when you subvert expectations because people are like expecting um bad coffee at this event and they show up and it's the thing that um energizes them and it excites them and uh you know so we We've done quite a few um, events for a lot of different big companies, Facebook. Um, recently, we just did one this uh, Monday and Tuesday for the Wall Street Journal's CEO Council, which is uh, a group of 130 or so uh, CEOs which own companies that are all worth more than you. Two trillion dollars. Wow. That's the that's the bar that, that they uh, they have to. So I hope they get. paid you well. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they paid us really well, and it was really fun. It was a little scary because when we showed up, we were all set up and ready to go. We we're excited, and then we realized um, the speaker list for that day uh, included Mayor Giuliani and Kellyanne Conway, and we were like, "Are we at a freaking?" pro-Trump rally? Like, what <laughs> What did we get into? And we immediately started going, how do we leave? Uh, what should we do? Should we stay? Um, and Because uh, nobody told us anything. We just, you know, yeah. we just go, okay, yeah, when do you hired, want us to be there? Like, we're ready to go, and we're, we're happy to have the business, and then we show up, and we're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, but luckily, they also provide us with the, provided us with day two uh, schedule, which included speakers like Elizabeth Warren and the head of the um, CDC and and um, the CEO for the uh, Bill Gates Foundation. So it, it started to look a little bit more balanced and we, we were a little calmer. But I, yeah, I was not excited <laughs> to one. see Yeah, I was not excited to see uh, Rudy Giuliani and I was <laughs> not excited to see Kellyanne Conway. But I made coffee nonetheless. You know, exactly, because um, you you're, you're a man of the people and you serve. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and I did not make her coffee, so I didn't even have to there we go. 
deal with that. When you do these things, is it just kind of straight coffee, or do you do the, the like sig- signature drinks you just mentioned, or? We do whatever anybody wants. So we right. uh, we have the ability to uh, you know bring uh, batch brewing machines uh, to brew a bunch of really delicious filter coffee. Um, we also have the espresso setup, and um, based on a conversation ahead of time, what people want, we could also do things like our signature uh, drink that's uh, at our Soho store that's really popular, the espresso old fashioned, which I think. Um, we can credit a lot of inspiration to Amore Amargo and um, the drinks that we had when we when um, you know Sam and I are regularly hanging out there, uh, <laughs> which is um, you know I wasn't sure how people would react to coffee cocktails, and uh, I didn't know whether it would just be something that they're like. I don't want that. I just want a cup of coffee, which, you know, for the most part, that's true. Um, but it's become something that uh, people get excited about and um, they do request. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Cool, people, man. People love to mix junk together. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Well, this has been awesome. This is really informative. Um, I think this is probably the third show that we've <laughs> had where we didn't talk about strictly booze. Well, I tried to weave it in. I'm drinking a beer. No, I know. Well, I me too. I know, <laughs> but no, too. no. I mean, like, I'm saying, like, like not a, uh, you know, not a distiller or bar. Sure, or right, right. So it's really been really uh, informative, and and thanks a lot for coming in, man. Yeah. And I can't wait to come and have some some tea and maybe an espresso <laughs> old fashioned. We'll make you an oolong. So awesome. Got three every man espresso locations. Well, two right now and one coming in Park Slope. Two in Manhattan, one coming in. That's Park right. Slope. Watch out, Brooklyn. And then <laughs> every man. What's it called? Every man on the go. Every man to go. Every man to go. Cool. Um, cool. Do you, have yeah. a, do you have a website you want to plug? Yeah. If, if you want to hire us for any events, you can go to everymantogo.com um, or email eric uh, at e.grim at everymantogo.com or everymanespresso.com. And uh, you can also check us out uh, at uh, our Twitter handle at everymanny, otherwise known as everymanny. <laughs> <laughs> or our main or our main website everymanespresso.com that's cool. awesome every manny cool that's great um next week's show um so far i was trying to line up kind of a group of people to have sort of a thanksgiving feel like a family yeah. feel so far lots of folks have a uh, actual thanksgiving plans so um <laughs> thus far we've we've confirmed matt eisenman uh of whistle pig whistle pig whiskey so we'll be back to talking about booze next week for sure trying to get a few other folks on board so we can have kind of a little family uh day in here but uh if not we'll at least have matt eisenman we'll talk about whistle pig whiskey and we'll probably drink a few drams of their delicious juice oh man it's gonna be um, great yeah maybe even uh if we get real lucky he'll he'll drag dave pickerel in here with him oh that'd be great good way to spend the holiday a great way to warm up for th- thanksgiving thursday totally man um but yeah, that's all we've got for today, I think. All right, cool. Well, thanks again for coming on the show today. It's been really informative and really fun talking with you. My um, pleasure. Yeah, and that's it. Until next week, I'm Damon. My name is Souther. And check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org for many, many more programs like this one. Until next week, cheers, y'all. Cheers, cheers. guys. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul, though. Thanksgiving is a great time to support New York farmers, including local wineries.
Find great white wines, red wines, and rosés from Long Island, the Hudson River region, the Finger Lakes, and beyond at New York City wine shops and restaurants. This Thanksgiving, New York Wines is proud to partner with Fleischer's Craft Butchery, which supports local farmers raising heritage breed turkeys in New York State. With a healthy dose of ingenuity and a collaborative winemaking culture, the number of wineries in New York has grown exponentially over the last 10 years, as has the quality of the wines they produce. New York is a world-class wine region, offering quality, variety, and value. The perfect trifecta for a bountiful Thanksgiving feast. For information on more than 400 New York wineries, please visit newyorkwines.org. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.